What's up, Tea Tribe? Welcome back to the pod. I'm so excited. I am recording from the studio that I built out in my apartment, and I have a big announcement today. I actually have a few announcements. Um, I want to first say sorry for last week's episode quality. The audio was so bad, and I had like recorded while I was on the road, and I didn't realize the audio was so bad until after I recorded, and I wasn't going to put an episode out, but then I wanted to get something out. So again, sorry for that quality. Um, The big announcement, if you guys are here for that, um, we will get to in a second. But if you're watching on YouTube, you may see the hat that I am wearing. It is part of my new merch collection. It says mood. So this was inspired by Tame Thursday and Sunday Scandies. So whether you're feeling frisky or shy there's something for you. Which mood are you in? So it has the little like angel wings and then the little devil ears or horns, I should say. I'm also wearing my Hibley sweatshirt, which has, it's like hand sketched with things that I hate to love, like my couch, Crocs, The Bachelor franchise, dating apps. So merch is available at shoppublicity.com. I'll put it in the description of this episode and everything's always linked as well in my YouTube bio, my podcast bio, my Instagram bio, like everything's there. It's all in a link tree. Um, Okay, so the exciting announcement. So I've been saying for a few weeks now, probably two months actually, that I had some things that I was working out with different brand partnerships and that depending on those things, the podcast would, you know, things would start falling into place a little bit more. So I do have some updates on the podcast front and just career front. I am so excited because Macy's is coming on board to sponsor the pod for the entire year. So from this August until next August and Let me just explain like why this is so freaking incredible as like an influencer and someone that wants to put out recommendations for you guys all the time. It's really hard when a brand doesn't offer a lot and Macy's is like the OG department store that has literally everything like they carry every sector It is so crazy, like from home decor, you guys know I'm always moving around things in my apartment, from beauty, fragrance, jewelry, accessories, bags, shoes, clothing, like I just feel like the possibilities are endless and I really have always wanted to work with them because they have just so much to offer. They're a brand that we all like trust and love and I think there's this like stigma that like it's this like brands that our moms used to shop at, but they have done so much to really try to like reach millennials and Gen Z. And especially with like their clothing side, they have a whole section on their website dedicated to curvy fashion. And they have like partnered with influencers and all these really great people. And they're just doing so much and the possibilities are endless. My end goal and I've expressed this to them is like to come out with a collection with them. I would love to design like a capsule collection or merch or something with them. I mean, obviously, I got to take things like a week at a time because we just started working together. But um, 
I am just so excited because I have a landing page on their website. So you literally could go to Macy's.com slash T, T-E-A, and all of my selects are there. So I spent like a few hours one day on their website going through every single thing like that I want and that I would wear and that I want to buy and I have it all sectioned out so if you actually go to their website it's like all of my hand selected picks and they're so me like everything's neutral everything's like really cute from home decor to makeup to beauty it's all my favorite things and I was really careful about that too like I didn't just put anything in there it's like genuinely stuff I love and I'll constantly be adding to it so Go to Macy's.com slash T and check out all of my selects. And them coming on board for this podcast means a lot. And like the reason why I'm so excited is because we're going to be doing live shows. We are going to be doing lives on takeovers on their channel. Um, The sponsorship is allowing me to probably hire someone to help me with the pod and as you guys know I am currently redecorating my space a little bit and I just ordered a rug from Macy's which I'm so excited to show you guys when it comes in it's so cute it's like cream colored so if you feel like your space needs a refresh but you're not sure how to make it feel homey or like yourself first of all you could follow what I ordered and just copy me I don't care Or you could like dive straight into the farmhouse trend if you're not in New York and my taste is like way too modern for you because I get I decorate very city-ish. Macy's has soft textures with warm woods. They have stuff like sage green dinnerware, warm and rustic decor, lush foliage, amazing like throw blankets and bedding. So you could head to macy's.com slash own your style that's macy's.com slash own your style if you want to buy some rustic home decor and um, independently of that I'm also in a position now where I really wanted to get that partnership locked and loaded Um, I started talking to them like the day my career turned upside down. So this has been going on for a few months, these negotiations and stuff. And now what this means is that I could take my podcast and try to put it on a new network. And I was really waiting for a few cards to fall into place. Um, I've been pretty vocal about how like I really would love to work with Dear Media. Um, I've had conversations with them. We had to kind of table those conversations. So now I want to pick them back up. I think they're a great network. I've also been talking to some others that I think are really great and could be great for the podcast as well. So conversations with like podcast networks are picking back up. I'm moving full steam ahead. I'm thinking I'm probably going to do um, three months in LA from November, November, December, January, maybe February. And during that time, I really want to work on getting LA guests on the pod because I feel like I've had 80 episodes in New York and I'm running out of people here to have on. I'm like, who else could I have on this damn thing? So I'm going to like do my best to get tons of people from LA in those three months that I'm there. I have like a list of guests that I've been keeping track of and I think you guys are going to be so freaking happy with the interviews that I have once everything kicks back up um so I'm just really excited I'm feeling like this was like what I needed to get reinvigorated to get creative again and I think that this partnership is just going to be so incredible and then in the fall like 
to start touring, to start hosting like meetups. I just mm, chef's kiss. I can't wait. I feel like there's so many exciting things happening now. Also, like sitting in my little office slash recording studio, it's so cute. Like I'm probably going to buy cameras and start recording out of here for the next few months. I mean, the world is my oyster, really, but I have a few topics that I wanted to talk about today. So we're going to talk about a few things, have some girl chat, you and I, and then I am going to do some Ask Alyssa questions, and then we'll spill the tea. So first of all, I was having this conversation with a friend, and I thought it was really interesting to bring up. It's like, sometimes just because you're strong, and just because you're independent, and because you don't need to rely on other people to get through your day... I think people in your life may interpret that as, oh, you're fine. You have nothing to worry about. I don't need to check on you because you've got your shit together. When in reality, it's like, wait, I need to be checked on sometimes too. Like I'm still single, living alone, paying my rent by myself, paying my bills by myself, running a business, doing all of these things, surviving through a pandemic you know, the list goes on. And I think sometimes people forget to check on their friends that come across strong. And I feel like I really try to check in on my friends. And sometimes I feel like who's checking in on me? And not even just friends, like family, everyone, like even my parents, sometimes I feel like they're like, oh, she's got it together with work that like the little things aren't even celebrated because it's like almost expected that you're going to land the deal or that you're going to I want to make sure I'm describing this correctly because I don't want the people in my life to be listening to this being like wow you don't think we check in on you it's not that it's like I just think we all can't underestimate I just think because you're strong doesn't mean that you aren't also needing that comfort from people and it was just a reminder when I was having this conversation with my friend because we both kind of felt that way we were like we feel like we really try to be there for people but sometimes are they there for us and I was like I'm sure a lot of people feel this way and it's in my DNA to check in on people and be there for people like it genuinely brings me joy to be there for my friends so I don't mind it because that's like what makes me happy. But at the same time, it would be nice sometimes for a friend that I haven't spoken to in a while to reach out and be like, hey, look, like I know you're living alone. I know you're single. Like, how are you? You know? Um, I feel weird saying this now because now I feel like everyone I know is going to reach out to me being like, are you okay? It's not that. Like I, my friends that I talk to all the time, like they don't have to check in on me as much because they know these things. But just like generally speaking, guys, I feel weird about saying this. Whatever had to be said. It's just a conversation that I think a lot of you could probably relate to. Another thing I want to talk about I posted an episode about potentially outgrowing New York City. I've also posted some TikToks about it. And a lot of people have found themselves relating to what I said. And I think a lot of people now are looking at me like, what did you decide? Are you leaving? Are you staying? Do you still feel that way? I think there's a few factors that went into that. I think um, for the first, first and foremost... New York is a city that is supposed to be utilized. 
there's a reason why we all spend so much money and have like shitty small apartments and it's because you're not supposed to be in your apartment so I think when the pandemic came into play and we were all stuck in these apartments and we weren't utilizing the benefits of the city we were like what are we doing I think age is also at play I had so many people commenting on my original video saying around the 10 year mark I started to feel the same way when I turned 30 I started to feel the same way it seems to me from what I've gathered from people writing into me that it's very common that at this stage in your life you start to kind of realize things and I'm definitely feeling that shift within myself where I'm beginning to value things differently and I think that does come with age and it's funny because you know when you're like little and you watch a cartoon and the old man and the old woman are like the wise people that the little kids look up to and they're like, wow, grandpa, you're so wise. And he's like, it came with age, my son. It's true. Like the older you get, the wiser you get, the more your head is screwed on straight. And the more you start to realize like what's truly important. And I think I'm like coming to terms with the fact that my priorities are changing. So I think that plays into it. Um, I think working from home plays into it. There's a lot of factors. And Am I outgrowing New York? I don't know, you know, because when I think about leaving this place, like even right now, staring at my windows and I see the city, I'm like, there's nowhere else I want to live. The thought of going to Hoboken, while it's amazing to have like a washer and dryer in my unit and a little bit more space, I'm not really saving money. And like, I can't walk around the corner and go to Zara. That's also another reality. So I don't know where I'm feeling. I think what I'm going to do and what I'm trying to do in my life is like genuinely take things day by day and just like trust in God, the universe, like the plan. Because for me, it's like what I did with my career when things went to shit was like, okay, I'm just going to trust the process and everything's going to work out. And I really felt that that worked for me. And I'm trying to do that with this other aspect of my life. I think what I'm planning on is one negotiating my rent to see if I can get it down because then at least that's an option where it is right now I'm not paying four thousand dollars a month period so if I could negotiate my rent down then potentially that would be an option to stay my other option um if that fails I, I'm gonna go to LA probably for the winter which I want to do kind of regardless because um, I don't really have much hope that my rent will be able to be negotiated down anyway. Um, I would love to go to LA for the winter. And then I think while I'm there, maybe I love LA. Maybe I want to stay. Maybe I hate it. Maybe I'm ready to come back home. When I come home, if I could, I'm going to look in New York and in Hoboken and I'm going to see what speaks to me. And I'm going to see what I feel. Is it living in Hoboken and being close to my sister and the baby? Is it moving in New York, part of me just doesn't know because the prices don't seem that different right now. So it's kind of like, why would I give up moving, like living in New York if I go to Hoboken and there's really not that much of a benefit? The only benefit that I see is like a slower piece of life, maybe get a car, maybe just like switch up the dating scene. I know it's hard to date there, but it's not much easier in New York. And it's also still pretty much the same pool of people anyway. Um, 
So I don't know. I'm really like in go with the flow mode. And I know that's probably not helpful because I had so many people writing into me saying that I articulated something that they were feeling that they weren't even able to like express themselves. And um, I would just give you the advice to do the same thing, like soul search, align with like what you want and don't rush the decision. Like I don't want to just rush this I want to figure out like what I actually want and make a decision based on where my gut aligns so I don't know I I will continue to keep you guys posted week after week but right now that's just like where I'm kind of laying down not laying down you know what I mean like resting um okay let's do ask Alyssa I have two goodies that I want to get into this person said I wanted to ask how to get over feeling stale in New York City I've always wanted to live here but now on year two I'm feeling so negative why do I pay so much money to live here when the men suck I'm 25 in a flex apartment paying 2k a month and saving no money just feeling so sad where I am right now in life it's been hard to focus on anything good everything I just said um 2k to live in like a flex bedroom sucks because like for me to just explain that to people that don't live in New York that's when you have like a fake wall that they put up so it's paper then you could hear your roommate like it's just not a vibe I you said you've lived here two years it's kind of been pandemic timing so I don't really feel like you've had like a fair shot at the city because things are definitely different back to what I just said, like if it's not aligning in your gut and you're just not feeling happy, maybe it's just not for you. I know it's easier said than done because New York is very magical. Like it really is an incredible, it's the best city in the world. Like it is so wonderful. I think what makes me really love the city is when I'm out and I'm doing things and I'm networking and I'm meeting people and I'm like really utilizing the city. So I would challenge yourself the next few months to like take advantage of everything at your fingertips. And if you do all of that, and if you live life to the fullest, and you're just like living in the city, doing everything you imaginably can to have fun, and you still don't like it, then maybe it's not for you. But if you do that, and you just have the best time ever, maybe you'll get like a new appreciation for the city. And the... Next question is, okay, hi, I'm so sorry to bother you. Can I ask your advice? My best friend since I was legit in middle school is single for the first time in six years. We were at a pool party and I said a man was cute and she started flirting with him. I was drinking, so I started having a meltdown and then she left with him and I just don't know how to handle the aftermath. Um, if he's a stranger I answered her privately because I felt like she needed me in that moment but what I kind of said was like if he's a stranger you don't like you're entitled to your feelings of being upset that your friend is making out the guy that you thought was hot but you don't you don't own this guy I mean you'll never like that's a weird thing to say. Not not that anyone owns anyone, but I meant like you don't have priority over him. So for you to cry, like I feel like that's like a drunk emotional response. Like I totally get it. It kind of feels like you got rejected a little bit. It feels like what does she have that I don't like I totally get the whole drunk crying thing about it. At the same time, like do you have any leg like, to stand on? 
no not really like he doesn't he's not dating you your friend's single he's single we would hope so what i told her to do because she was worried about her friend um like you know putting a wedge in the friendship i said just message your friend the next day and say sorry for my drunk meltdown like it just struck a chord you know i'm happy you're single and like living your best life but for whatever reason it just stirred something up in me and i just wasn't I feel like bad about the way things went down and just just take ownership. I feel like your friends will totally understand. We've all been drunk and had like a freak out over a guy or girl before. It just happens when when drinking and feelings and everything's involved. Also, you're in a pool. So I feel like bathing suits like that would make me feel even worse. So who knows if that was a play as well in play as well. So I think you're fine. I think you just chalk it up to like a drunk thing. Okay, guys, let's spill the tea. I think that I want to talk about Addison Ray, And I know that might seem random because like, where has she been? But what I want to talk about is the fact that I think the reason why she's like not around right now is because she's taken a very, very intentional step out of the public eye. It kind of reminds me of like Taylor Swift. So remember when Taylor Swift was everywhere and she was you know she had her girl gang coming on stage with her every night she had Gigi Hadid and all the models and Carly Kloss and all these people and everyone got sick of her because it was too much Taylor Swift too too much I think that Addison Rae felt the same way she was like I'm giving the people too much and I need to back off before they get sick of me so I think it was an intentional step back from the public eye to not tarnish her image because and I think it was really smart let me just say that because you know she came out with a song she was in the Netflix movie she was all over TikTok she had item beauty she had all these things going and I think she was probably like if I keep going at this rate my people that love me are going to turn into haters so let me step back take a beat work on some projects in private then I'm going to re-enter the spotlight and people are going to miss me. That's my theory just as a former publicist. And I think it was genius because I do think there's such thing as being oversaturated. We saw it happen to Taylor. We've seen it happen to so many celebrities. And I think the intentional step back will ultimately really help her because she's going to come back in a movie with a song and we're all going to be obsessed with her because she's so hot. She's so beautiful. And um, I think, honestly, it was probably the best thing she could have done because, like, she was getting so much hate for nothing, you know? And I just wanted to talk about that because I thought it was really interesting because I've heard people speculating, like, where's Addison Rae? Did she fall off? Guys, she will never fall off. Like, she is going to be a star for years to come. I think she's one of those people that she just has that star, like, it girl quality. So she's able to take a step back because she's going to come back and be bigger than ever. She's just that girl. So I think it was really cool. And I thought it was something worth talking about. Um, I've been watching a lot of TV. So I know I haven't done the Spill the Tea segment in a while. But I've been watching Love Island UK, obviously, religiously. All I want to do is talk about it on my Instagram stories. But I realized that I'm watching it with a VPN and not everyone is caught up. Um, by the time this episode airs, tonight's actually the final. So I will see who won. My prediction is Davide and Ekansu because 
the public in the UK is just so obsessed with them as am I. Um, they're just carrying the show and I would actually be floored if they didn't win because to me they just are a shoe in to be the winners. But I just thought it was a great season. I thought that a lot of people got a lot of flack that they don't deserve. And then I thought some people didn't get enough flack. Um, for example, I think Paige, like there's all these rumors going around that she's a bully and this and that and yada, yada, yada. I don't buy it. I think Paige is, seems like a very nice girl. I think um, like people are saying like she has like a sour look on her face. Yeah, no shit. Like it's a competitive environment. People are flirting with the men that you like. You get toward territorial but I think she seems sweet as pie like we've seen nothing but nice behavior from her so I think people need to chill out I said from the beginning that Tasha like was innocent I don't think she really did anything bad to Andrew at all she communicated every single time that she wanted to get to know other guys and he would assure her that it was okay I thought what he did in Casa Amor was way worse than anything she ever did but at the same time they've overcome it they are so madly in love I don't think I've ever seen two people on the show that visibly in love like the way they look at each other I am just rooting for them and I hope that they shock everyone and become like like a Molly Mae and Tommy and an Olivia and Alex and I hope that they just like last forever um I think the people that didn't get enough flack but they kind of are first of all Jax obviously came out of the villa and got this like hero edit and I'm here for it because like I sobbed like a baby when he got off the show but at the same time like I don't think that diminishes the way he spoke to Paige and the things that he did that were wrong and it kind of bothered me that everyone's mad at her for moving on when she was in an unhealthy situation with him um so I think people are so quick to forget that listen he took accountability I think he's probably a really good person deep down but it's like everyone's so quick to forgive him and now hate on Paige. And it's like, are we watching the same thing? Um, Luca and Gemma, I don't think they're going to work. I like her a lot. I think she's strong. I think she has great morals. I would like to think that I would handle myself the way she did if I were in a show like that. Like with the family morals and stuff. But I do think Luca is showing some sketchy behavior, like the controlling stuff, the insecurity stuff. I really dislike the way he speaks to a lot of the girls. And the one thing that I could say about Gemma is that she is not standing up to him enough. If that was the person I was with and he clearly disrespected my friend, I would look at him and be like, the fact that you just spoke to my friend like that is really disgusting. And if you don't see that, I don't know if we can move forward. Like I would not put up with that because to me if someone's disrespectful to peers they're going to turn around behind closed doors and be disrespectful to you and that's the one thing that I'm not loving and I'm not saying Luca can't be fixed like I think he's going to watch the show reflect and be like oh wow I'm I'm like a bit of a prick but I'm not loving it and I don't like how none of the girls are calling it out in fact the only girl that notices is Paige the one that you're all hating on Paige keeps saying under her breath little things about Jax like she's picking up on his behavior she keeps saying like I told you guys about him I knew he'd say that she could tell the kind of person he is and that makes me like Paige even more because you know she you know she knows which I like um Dami I'm very torn part of me really likes him part of me doesn't believe a word he says do I think he likes India yes do I think he would cheat on her 
probably. Like, I don't get vibes that he's, like, committal. Is that a word? I just, I'm not sure I get the vibes that he's going to commit to her. Can you guys tell I'm passionate about this? I could keep talking about this all day, every day. I think Ekansu and Davide will either last a lifetime or last a week. My prediction is that Ekin is going to get cast for whatever shows they do in the UK, like Dancing on Ice or whatever. It's their version of Dancing with the Stars. She'll go on a show. Davide is going to get a cooking show. And either that will tear them apart because they're going to be mega stars after this. Or they're going to shock us all and be like mom and dad married. It really could go either way. I'm hoping they last forever because they seem so cute and happy together. But those are my Love Island thoughts. We will see. Everyone comes out of the villa this week. And yeah, it is just everything to me. I started watching Love Island US. I watched the first episode. I thought it was so bad. I had no desire to watch the rest of the season. Then I ran out of shows to watch. So I was like, whatever, I'll watch it still really bad am I going to continue to watch it probably because it's just like something to watch it's probably the worst casting they've ever had like I think last year was so good and the year before I'm like friends with some of those girls and I just love them and I just think this cast really missed the mark like something is just also am I going to say this or is that really mean I don't know it's kind of mean, guys. You know I don't like to be mean. But one of the guys, I won't say who. How about that? One of the guys on Love Island US is dumb as a doornail. Dumb as a doornail. Is that how you say it? What's the saying? Am I dumb for not knowing the saying? I've never seen someone with such low. <laughs> okay, I'm being mean. Someone... I couldn't have a conversation with I'll say that much and I'm like how are you guys not seeing what I'm seeing how are you conversing with this human I think I would lose my mind he definitely spells your wrong and they're wrong you know like uses the wrong one in the wrong context um I think that what's his name the gorgeous man James Jesse I think that Jesse, while so hot, such a liar. Like, I don't think he's like intentionally lying. I think he's a nice guy, but he just like lies because he just wants to be nice. It's like, what? I don't know. They're all, it's just an awful cast. I think Deb is like really funny and quirky. Um, I like Zeta, but then the way she's handling these situations is like a little embarrassing. Like she keeps popping off. You've known these guys for four days. I don't know. It's all really immature. It moves way faster than Love Island UK. Like there's a recoupling every day. Someone's getting dumped every day. I'm like, what is going on here? This is too fast paced, too much, too many emotions. Like people are flipping out. Give it a second. Um, I also watched the show on Netflix. It's from the History Channel. I know that something you never thought you'd hear me say. Um, it's called Alone. And basically, it's like not the kind of show I ever would have watched before. It's people that go alone in the wilderness and like you have to survive off the land. And if you just get bored and you need like a good show with your boyfriend, I feel like it's a good one. But 
yeah, that's what I've been up to. That's what I've been watching. I love you guys. Next week, I will be down the shore for my family vacation. Then I'm going to Italy. So I'm not sure what those podcast episodes are going to look like. Maybe vlog style if I could figure out the microphone situation. Maybe I'll just sit down and have a little chat with you like I did today. But we will see soon. I love you guys so much. And um, thank you to Macy's for sponsoring this episode and every episode for the rest of the year. I am so freaking excited. Don't forget, guys. It is Macy's.com slash T. And then also shoppublicity.com.